You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to Shutdown Fullback. I'm Stephen Godfrey, uh, senior reporter at SB Nation. Uh, do the college football alongside uh, my college football editor, Jason Kirk. How you doing, Jason? What's happening, folks? Uh, as well as our, uh, I don't know, I guess, I don't know what his title is. Jack of all trades, humorist. I like to think of, he's like our Dave Barry. Cousin, Ol- Ryan and- Cousin Oliver, that's what I am. I like it. Okay. Thanks. All right, guys, what are we, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, well, we're talking about college football in June. It'll be July when the folks get a chance to listen to this. I don't know why they would, but they'll get a chance to do so. And I know that. That's what we always do on the show. Is talk in July, right? Right. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But since it's July, that means the only thing going on in college football right now is bullshitting about which teams should play in which conferences uh, a few years in the future. And as it's been for the past six years now, the Big 12 is the topic of debate. The Big 12 simultaneously definitely going to expand and definitely going to collapse. Kind of like our universe in some ways. Yeah, I've always, I've always held the theory that uh, the Big 12 is... Um, you could call it the Big Bang 12, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably something different. And then you, you do that on the some, internet. somebody but. who pay, last paid attention to college football in like 1993 comes up and was like, why are you going to be the Big Bang 12 when it only has 10 bang teams? <laughs> <laughs> Just like our sol- Hey, solar system's got nine planets and a sun. I guess it's only eight planets now. See, solar system changes teams all the time. What's wrong solar with the system, Big 12 Solar doing system it? doesn't even have a title game. That's right. How the hell is it going to compete with other solar systems? It can't, it can't make the playoff. Solar system got rid of Pluto. Big 12 got rid of Colorado. Same thing. Because they couldn't sell out the stadium. Mm-hmm. Just Cause, like Charlotte. Because it turned out it wasn't a team at all. It was just a big moon. 
That's what we learned. A, so I guess Pluto is like a uh, a basketball team. Nah, that's it's not even that high. I don't think. Um, I'm just, just going to not make an oh, Iowa State joke here. I get, I get, I get it. Pluto was academics. <laughs> Take that, Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, do we, I don't know, do we actually care about the Big 12 and th- these rumors at all? Um, uh, well, I mean, let me switch it. Which one of these rumors do you two gentlemen each find most humorous? Ooh. Jay? Um, well, let's see. The weird thing about this set of rumors is we're sort of exhuming rumors from like four years ago. Like nobody has reported a single thing about Texas to the Pac-12 in like half a decade. But like when people say, oh, the Big 12 is going to collapse and everybody's going to go their separate ways. Everyone's like, "Okay, so let's go ahead and pencil in Texas to the Pac-12. Yeah, like, that that one is. Nobody the, has said anything about that in years. We're just going to dig it up like 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 it was on the news this morning. That one is the cotton candy machine, the home cotton candy machine of rumors. Where you're like, we haven't used this in a while. This was I remember this being a lot of fun when we brought it out at Jaden's birthday party five years ago. We <laughs> should use Smith? this more. <laughs> Jaden Smith is Jaden Smith in charge of commerce realignment now. <laughs> He might he might have been all along. I think my favorite is always that a, a directional Florida school is is somehow made out to be a really attractive candidate, as, as if like there's never been even with even from those two schools UCF and USF, like even they've never been that energetic about trying to portray themselves as that worthwhile. But inevitably, and I'm guilty of it too when I do reports, like you'll always talk about like get a great great recruiting ground. Yeah. Lots of parking lots. Mm-hmm. They got they got a ton of parking lots. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's sort of like talking about a bird who lives in a in a in a farm farmland and just be like, oh, he's got access to all kinds of crops. He can grow his own farm whenever he wants. It's like there's a team in Orlando, which if you were the mayor of Orlando, you would have a very busy job with a lot of committees to oversee. <laughs> Sweet deal. It reminds me of like every expansion candidate is just like that. It's, it's the same basically paragraph that you get from your buddy who moves back home after a while. Like you all go to college and, you know, some of you go to New York or a major city and then that one guy goes back to like, you know, Augusta or Meridian or whatever, Peoria, Illinois. And you're like, well, look, you know, the land's cheap. Okay. There's no commute. That's basically what USF is. It's like, USF or UCF, it's like, hey, I'm going to be five miles from my parents. We don't have to pay for babysitting. This There's is going to be great. It's walkable to a 31 flavors. What more George O'Leary is the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in look at that kid. In Central Florida, you could do a lot worse. No, okay, not a lot <laughs> worse. But you could true. you could do somewhat worse. You 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 could do about the same anywhere else. You could do equal. You could do a lot worse, but they did fire Jim Levitt. So so let's let's assume people listening to this have not paid attention to the rumors. Uh, who is rumored right now to potentially maybe never get this these additional Big Twelve slots? Like in the real journalism, like world? in the in the it, to the extent that, that real journalism is a yeah, thing God on this break, topic. Break, break some. Let news. me shut all. Let me shut all this foolishness off. For a <laughs> <laughs> let's break some news for us <laughs> on this let's, podcast okay. that won't go up. For eighteen hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break some news, and Hang then, on, and then, out. and me... then, we need you to tweet with 
According to sources, I'm going to be breaking some news on the full cast tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. In like 18 hours. Got my region neutral dialect going. Um, among the athletic directors I've spoken with, I think the uh, most viable candidates and each have their own issue. This is the exact kind of stuff I do when I do talk radio spots is you just you string out a lot of nonsense that sounds as if it's sort of investigative. It's like everything you've ever heard on a Dateline intro. Right. Anyways, you say things like, After you know, each candidate, each candidate has problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think interested parties would be Boise, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, and the two Florida schools. No, no. When you're no, let's see. Let's say you're doing like Idaho radio versus like um, Cincinnati radio. Do you vary the approach? Is it like if if you're talking to somebody in Idaho, is it like you know? Well, obviously Boise State, but also do do you do you customize it? Uh, I would have done that three years ago when I used to think that that me doing a talk radio show would promote the company I worked for. Like I'd really lean in and do the hometown promo, you know, like, hey, I'll tell you what, it's great to be doing radio here in uh, Salt Lake City. In I the great state. Finally! Oh! Godfrey! Uh, but no, now I just, I, I try and be as honest as I can. Um, no, uh, BYU, they don't want to play anything on Sunday, and they already have a television network that doesn't make money, so they'd fit right in with Texas. Nice. Um, they, uh, let's see, Cincinnati's probably the best candidate, but they've got the worst stadium. Um, they also don't really have the kind of fan support that they're looking for in terms of branding, whatever that ambiguous term actually means. And then Boise is an academic issue. USF's an academic issue. And you probably, you'd probably lump UCF in there by certain standards. However, academic issue is always the first thing that gets easily circumvented. Okay. Rarely is a school pursuing academic, I mean, uh, folks at Missouri could say, I guess, because they, they went after the Big Ten before the SEC got them. But, but usually you're using academics as a crutch. Although I've been told that the academics at Boise are especially concerning and that outside of football they don't bring anything in. But I, I don't even know if there are sports outside of football, frankly. I've been in stasis since January. I'm just sitting here, you know, in a chamber waiting for September. I'm, n- I'm not aware of any. Mm-mm. I tried to name some last week and Jason yelled at me. Mm. I, he, I don't. He I don't even. I don't even recall that. He was. Mm-hmm. Right. It's cool. So, uh, question: You named a lot of schools. Which one of them is Memphis? Ooh. Oh God. Is, is, is UCF code for Memphis? <laughs> People like. Oh, I guess. Okay, journalism or not journalism? Uh, let's go journalism. <laughs> just um, flip that coin. Let's just let's. All right, ding journalism. Um, I guess. That's the problem. <laughs> wow. Wait, so the that's, journalist that's, answer was, I guess. The guy, no, he's, he I just mean, said, I, I done filed through the documents and looked at all, and looked at all the, the evidence and assembled, I guess. Man, I feel I, mean, uh, I, I, I honestly, totally understand what happened to Brian Williams now. <laughs> I guess I was on that chopper. I don't know. Like, you call, but like you call, I call these athletic directors and I talk to them or I talk to these people at conference commissions and you know, this is not this. Look, this is the shitty Disney straight to video version of of realignment. Okay, this is Aladdin three. Yeah. All right, where they finally kill the bird. Like this is the crappy straight to video thing. And Gilbert Gottfried needed that money. Damn it! <laughs> but I'm saying this is not like 
hey, Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the Pac-12 to form some sort of super conference and take over the world. And they're going to play their first game on, on Mars, and then they're going to play the second game in China. Like, this is – the Big 12 might need a title game, so let's just scrape two teams off. And so you call these schools and are like, shit, I mean, I guess we're good enough. Like, what are they – I mean, what are they looking for? It's like your pissed-off cousin who just – like it, it's very much sort of like – calling a, a second or third cousin for a favor who resents the fact that you graduated high school. So none of these schools really even feel the need. After, after the ACC got done, I think Cincinnati got frustrated. And then I don't think the Florida schools really thought the Big 12 would call. And now, I, I mean, none of them are really, like, stretching out for this. Because, hey, at, at the end of the day, it's still – that's West Virginia. It still kind of sucks like to be one of these new additions. It's not the best thing in the world, and it's not like they're going to win the conference anytime soon. Man, I really want this game on Mars you mentioned. The Olympus Mons Melee. Yeah, go we'll back to it. that Mars thing. What was that all about? Yeah. Mars thing? Oh, it's going to happen. If Larry if Larry Scott can get it done, we're talking we're talking zero gravity bowl. Oh. We're talking talking finally Tip, Typical Pac-12 no defense turns gravity right. off. Talking finally something that could attract Elon Musk as a bowl sponsor. One thing, one thing that I've derived some comedy from here in this dark hour uh, is that out of like the six or seven or whatever, nine, twelve schools everyone throws around as, on the same standard list of candidates, um, and I say that without disdain for doing that because we do that uh, every day. People click on our website and read it. Um, is UCF fans... What's wrong with them, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jason, that, that, that's your book. You just come, came up with your topic. What's the deal with UCF fans? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, these people seriously think, like, we're kind of a little bit like Harvard, a little bit Alabama. Um, we're the biggest school in the universe, um, the biggest city on earth. Like, like I've never seen anyone so convinced that they're a perfect fit for like, why do you want to go to the big 12? It's on the other side of the world. But like, yeah, man, UCF, they're like the, the Kentucky basketball Twitter of realignment. <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you live in Orlando, you, you have to believe that Orlando is the place that everyone wants to visit. Whether that's true or not, that's part of your, personal geographic identity so like maybe crying in the right, afternoon right right is it like they think epcot is real uh, uh, yeah absolutely okay. epcot hang is on real. Now. sorry sorry what well, uh, i live i lived in orlando for one week I, this is the by the way yeah, this that, is the took, best. that took a very soft turn <laughs> i lived in orlando like you're from florida okay yeah. so so you can't even see the forest for the trees all right but I lived in Orlando once a week for, out of every four to five weeks oh, okay. for three years, which is the best and worst way to experience that city or Florida for that matter, because it's just enough time away to reacclimate to society. And then you fly down there in like January 16th and it's 89 degrees and humid and people are shooting each other in front of a Walgreens with like, you know, wearing bathing suits. And it, it's just, <laughs> It's the best way to experience it, but also like this strangely dehumanizing at the same time. Now, Godfrey, um, I say this without judgment, but yes, out of state person who comes to Florida once a month for yes. a week 
what for about six days. Yeah. What you're describing is somebody whose trial keeps getting postponed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's saying that's you, but that is what you're describing. The saddest thing is like, I mean, I don't know how late I am on a Mad Max Fury Road reference, but when you get in on those toll roads, after a while you get the hang of it <laughs> and you feel that pure white hot rage of every Floridian who has to deal with a tourist every day flanking them, behind them, you know, just smashing into them. And so you, you feel as if you are one of the tribe, even though you very much are not, in that, you know, I don't have any real estate debt or anything like that. But, yeah, it was uh, it's a strange place. I drove through UCF's campus one, one time, and it just – it never really begins or ends. Right. Also, there – and the other thing – the only other thing I can report in terms of UCF is that their stadium is entirely aluminum, <laughs> the whole thing. Well, that's I don't a- know – that's how you get the the temperature real hot. Yeah, that actually that actually powers the whole city. You know that eight hundred? Uh, there used to be like an infomercial at like two or three a.m. where you could get the the shed addition to your house, but oh, it wasn't yeah. like steel shed. It was just like a segmented piece of metal. They built a whole stadium around that. That's yeah. amazing. It's sponsored it's, by a cable network. It's basically an unfinished panic room, is what they built. I like that they built an aluminum building called Bright House. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sun. <laughs> Look at the sun glinting off that thing. It's bright as hell. You can speak to this, but for some reason in Florida, I mean, not some reason, weather would be the re- magnets. How do they work? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're inside in Florida, like Gainesville or Orlando or just anything that doesn't touch like salt water. Yeah, the so wet- good old that- central Florida. Yeah. Right. It's just, it, it's, it's crippling. And so they, they built this aluminum stadium on, I think it actually is like, is it most of Orlando just a drained out swamp? I believe it is. Um, what you were describing, the, the sensation you were describing is, um, so I've never been locked inside a space capsule where the filtration systems have stopped working, but I suspect <laughs> that sensation of I've been breathing the same air for half an hour and I'm starting to worry about the oxygen content of that air, right. that is central Florida in the summer. The air just doesn't move at all. Which is also Central Florida for like the first four or five home games of the year. Oh, like yeah. it's crip it's it's really bad. It's very unpleasant. So what and we're so, saying is we'd so, really so like to see Texas have right to now, play like in that. A ballroom in Dallas being like, All right, come on guys. Yeah. Come get that come get that Florida you love. Bring that bring that fancy Oregon technology. See what happens. They'll probably they'll I, probably be fine. Shit. Yeah. I just I'm trying to figure out of all these candidates, and I guess it's BYU but for like the obvious religious reasons maybe which is the most like what is the worst pitch in some like high powered like long brim stetson hat room with like the cigar smoke in dallas some you know some backdoor meeting to make all this happen like who's giving the worst pitch out of all those schools i feel like byu byu is up there um i don't know i mean uh the, the type of person who attends byu Tends to be part of their whole gig to you know to to pitch things to people, so they've, they've got the experience. Look at you! I think, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I would really like if we got the wild card where Nebraska just said, "You know what? We're gonna get back in. Coming home. We're sneaking back. <laughs> we did our well, we did our, we did our Big Ten rumspringa, and we're coming back home, Daddy." It'd be hilarious. Texas and Oklahoma are playing golf and be like, hey, you wouldn't believe this. <laughs> Nebraska called last night Look asking this. for loss at 2 a.m. Just all just all trash. You up? Just trash on Boda Box. You up? 
You up? Okay, so let's let's flip to the opposite side of this rumor. Uh, as much as everybody's like, oh, the Big 12 is definitely going to expand. There's also a sprinkling of uh, sports opinion out there that says, nope, the Big 12 is on the verge of imploding. And the big schools are going to leave as soon as one of the other power conferences gives them an offer. Okay. Which which school is most likely to cause sort of the bank panic in the Big 12 where everything is fine until they leave? Uh, it's Oklahoma. Yes, that's what I hoped you'd say. Oklahoma. <laughs> and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma seems to be the only one like outwardly itching to add bodies, which – that that signals unease, which in the Big Twelve that could mean uh, any number of hundreds of things. Right. Like I've lived in West Virginia, and I can say this: having lived in West Virginia, Oklahoma is a state more so than any other that is founded on the principles of being sick of some other state's shit. There's no other state in the union that literally just sits above and goes, "God, I am so tired of everything that you do." And I feel as soon as they figure that out, as soon as they really embrace that, they're out of there. That's that's, that's why the, it's called the sooner state. They'd sooner kill themselves and listen to all your bullshit. Exactly. They'd much sooner deal with Brett Bielema on some Thanksgiving bullshit game, <laughs> which is – look out, SEC West. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nothing slides in cleaner and feels like it's always been there than bitchy-ass Bob Stoops in the SEC West. That fits better than it should. I like this because it is the kind of move where they would feel like the mere fact of transferring to the SEC, Oklahoma would say, well, shit, I think we got to bump Bob Stoops up another $2 million a year. <laughs> He's got to be making more than Saban. Lame if he wasn't. He did beat him that one time. Competent Kirk Ferentz math. It's terrifying. Now, would they bring anybody with them to the to the SEC? Well, you know what's weird is every time I talk to somebody about Oklahoma, like I don't. So Texas and A and M diametrically opposed went their separate ways. You know, maybe not the thing that started radical realignment, but part of it. They they operated very much independent of one another. But every time I've ever talked to anybody about Oklahoma, they always say, "Well, well, OSU will follow suit with whatever they do." I don't understand that. I don't know if it's like a dependency issue or what. I mean, I would kind of hope personally that like T Boone would just go, you know, full on and and like just what's the craziest possible thing they could do? What if they just said, "Hey, fuck it, let's go to the Mountain West, (laughs) national brand, Oklahoma (laughs) State, go Mountain West and kick the shit out of everybody." Oklahoma State declares itself a a service sovereign nation. Yeah. liberating oil. Yeah, we're we're in charge of the under the underground. We're I mean, he probably he owns like the anti air force farms anyway. I mean, he's probably got a bunch of alternative energy plants in all those Mountain West states anyway. He's just like, you know what? Look, we're going to take a step down. It's going to be great. We're going to go to eleven and zero. We like this Boise model. He'd be crazy enough to embrace that, right? Sure, 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 sure. Man, I know that like, would happen. They're going to go wherever Oklahoma goes. But like. And then Does the SEC say, like, sure, we'll take Oklahoma State to get Oklahoma. Like, oh, that's how South Carolina got here. Oh, yeah, they were tied. No, that's not a joke. That's like actually <laughs> how that happened. No, 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 no. We had, yeah. The SEC had to uh, unlock those media markets. Yeah, and yeah, actually, yeah. nobody knew what those were at the time. Look at them, and Clemson wouldn't return their texts, and guess who showed up at the last minute with Arkansas? 
It, 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 now, like back in like the 1990-ish realignment era, like nobody was talking about this TV market bullshit. Like there was no like Florida State will unlock the Tallahassee media stuff. It was like they're good at sports. Whereas, yeah. whereas now, you know, we've got this whole other thing. But, but are whereas we, are now, we, are records we, is a profitable investment. What What happens when we get to the point where television develops? If we get to the point where television develops so that local markets stop being as meaningful, is everybody going to kind of look around and be like, shit, we got this Rutgers team, and if people in New York want to watch the Big Ten, they're already going to do it. What did we do here? Yeah, this would be a shameful period in our history. Maybe it's like, you know, maybe things will swing back around, and maybe like, you know, New Mexico State would be extremely valuable because of all their space. Like... <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll reach the point where it's like the opposite of right. attracting eyeballs and it'll be like hey we have room to transport all of you people here this is like well you know plot, this is a plot of a post-apocalyptic video yeah, game yeah what you're like, describing is a zombie scenario where all the major markets are infected and suddenly hey iowa state's looking pretty good or maybe it's like when you, you, know, want, you want Idaho? Come get Idaho. People, people, people younger than us, and the, the, the hipsters or whatever they call themselves now, when they're in charge, it'll be like, why would you want to watch that team? They play in such a huge media market. This one is small and boutique. I mean, if there's a post-apocalyptic Big 8, it's probably starting somewhere around Las Cruces and heading north. So, I mean, you're looking at Idaho and New Mexico State, just to turn the tables completely around. Perfect. Two most expendable teams in Division One. Um... Uh, I'd like to think that maybe Colorado State would be a fortified. Like we're just talking about programs that can survive an apocalypse. Yeah, so yeah, Wyoming's yeah. up there. Oh yeah, yeah Wyoming nothing can phase those people. National mm-hmm. champs. Uh, Montana jumps to D one. Obviously, this is, this is probably how North Dakota State gets in too. Yep. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. That's where I was headed next. They won't even. They wouldn't even flinch at an apocalypse. Right. They just call that February. Come on. Uh, yeah, this zombie bite's a little little itchy, but it's fine. Let's play. And then probably one nerd school figures out a way to like do the whole underground habitat, like North Korea style. Stan- oh, that's cave. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Stanford yeah. will be like, oh yeah, we had we had this the whole time. We had a geodome. Yeah. So the next time that you think the show Walking Dead is cool, just remember that in their world, the best possible college football game they can get is New Mexico State at Stanford. Oh, that's a hell of a Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like there's three or four nukes that hit the states. So you have the the zero ground area that you can't visit. So like I don't know, Reno, Nevada hosts the Rose Bowl parade. But it's just, it's like a, it's again another Mad Max joke basically like a series of Ford Rangers and that's the Rose Bowl parade that year. You know, you, and they, we're 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 going to these extreme lengths. But Ron Zook made it to the Rose Bowl in domestic peacetime. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. He didn't even detonate anything. Yeah, no. do, do your worst, comedy. <laughs> Never once bit anyone. That's factually untrue. Probably. Um, there's a friend, there, there's an ex frat guy from Florida right now going bullshit. <laughs> you don't know what happened in that kid. You don't know what I've been through. That asshole showed up at two a.m. Ah, memories, memories <laughs> of yelling at a frat, at a frat. No. So the the the, que- the the Big Twelve Splinter Theory question I have is like, who's the last school standing? Because oh. like even like Iowa State is like poor old Iowa State is the, the first last, first the name you go to. 
the what's that? The last school picked. Yeah, the the last school was the 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 lonely the lonely school on the plains. Mm. Pit. <laughs> Pit finds a way. You realize we're also we're also writing one hell of a Fallout Five story. Oh, I'm there. Like I'm there. Like oh, and then the vault dweller came forth to recruit on behalf of New Mexico State. You wake up and you've been genetically programmed. And it's Paul Rhodes standing above you, and you're like, "God, this is just going to be a really shitty." I am so uh-huh. proud that you're a super mutant. Oh my god! Look at this cockroach. This is supposed no, to be no, Liam no. Neeson's Look voice. <laughs> oh god, I would play the hell out of Fallout Five with Paul Rhodes. You just hack his limbs off, and he doesn't care. It's a terrible glitch, or is oh, it? By the way, by the way, in the nuclear big eight. Uh, whether we want it or not, whether whether we deserve it or not, we all emerge either nuclear and or zombie apocalypse, those being the two prominent, you know, favorite apocalypse scenarios. And then there's Bill Snyder standing there, small styrofoam cup of coffee, just like like at your youth group meeting, church church group meeting. Wearing a two thousand four bowl jacket. Doesn't and, and completely unscathed. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying if nukes drop tomorrow we're reduced to some sort of cannibalistic society. We forage for another 50 years, and then maybe we get around to developing something as trivial as football. Snyder, still active, still coaching. And we'll probably, honestly, his system, if you have to recruit a post-apocalyptic America, I mean, JUCOs are pretty good, you know? Like, that's a pretty good way to recruit if half the world's been nuked. Yeah, that's a resource that can't be, um, can't be crippled by uranium. What I'm saying, Auburn fans, is uh, <laughs> your offense is not going to hold up if we go to war with China. That's just a fact. All right. Wow. Say what you want about Kiffin, okay? But you can run the ball through. You can run the ball through uh, through a world war. I okay? mean, you do realize that you've created a substantial possibility that an Auburn fan starts a war with the Chinese just to prove you wrong. <laughs> Told you. All right, just as long as we're all fine with that. That some bitch said it on the computer radio <laughs> that I couldn't, I, that we couldn't, that Jesus, Auburn Jesus, couldn't beat China. That's Stephen Hall. I heard him. <laughs> that, that, that Spencer Hall fellow on the computer radio. He's a hybrid. Oh, we, um, yeah. We, I'm we did, sorry. Same one that got Todd. I'm sorry. I spoke the name of. Shit. We almost made it. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> it's. It's fine. Long-time listeners. It's Max Hall's brother. If you've listened to this show for years and years, you might be able to detect subtle differences in Stephen Godfrey's voice tonight. No one's going to tell you why. No, no. I'm off my lithium. Fine. We told you not to do that. How about question time? Question time. Uh, Jason, you got a question you want to start us out with? Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Let me dial it up. Uh, boop, this boop, one comes boop. to us here. Bleep, blorp, bleep, 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 bleep. I'm making all those noises because I was carrying my computer and I had to put it down while tabbing over. Nah, we have we have Israel high tech. We have I mean, top I have of the line my, technology. You you have that screen from Minority Report. You're just moving all the tweets around. Hey, if you're trying to stall, I just would like to point out also uh, again in my nuclear apocalypse, dust settles. We organize football. UConn still there. Can't get rid of it. Wow. I mean, the, the environment's the same. So. And they just crawl over and they're like, hey, guys, 
Everything was fine in stores. We're totally cool. I think I think UConn does the. Can, can we play now? <laughs> no, your no. rivalry is so bullshit. You, and Bob Davey is the answer. To, <laughs> you were on the Eastern Seaboard. How did China fuck that up? And Bob Davey is the handsomest man left in America. He's oh, a like sex we, god. <laughs> like we Bob orchestrated Davey, the whole thing. Just Bob Davey tries to repopulate the United States. <laughs> and he That's does. Notre Dame is going to come to being prominent again. Oh, my God. So many quarterbacks who just can't win. <laughs> I also feel like Georgia Southern would do fine in the post-apocalyptic scenario, That's given that. Know that their entire their entire cult is based around like non potable water already. Given every day in Statesboro already, and like you know the, already their their state bird because they're their own state. Sure, is uh, you know the the giant gnat that can carry away a baby. Um, Jason has Univac successfully loaded up your question yet? <laughs> yes, my assistant has forwarded <laughs> it to me. <clears throat> This comes to us from Van Newell, Van Newell on Twitter. To compete with UGA, do you think Paul Johnson goes on anti-mission trips, like salting the earth? Absolutely. I don't see any way that he would do otherwise. Um, Mark Richt, of course, a man of faith, will go around and do nice things for others while his football program falls apart with all the thugs he recruits. Sorry, sorry, I had a little AJC comment section come over me. Couldn't even keep Bubba. Just caught the Holy Ghost. Um but yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Johnson, I think, is is willing and capable to do anything anti-Georgia, um, whether he actually cares to do so or not. He'll he'll go ahead and take that plunge. Um, you know, he'll go around, go to go to a poverty-stricken third-world nation, and like knock over a house. You know, what did we do? I mean, if you had to promote a pagan religion and you're Paul Johnson, where are you going first? I feel like Wiccan's beneath him. Ugh. Man. Just straight straight back to Ra, the sun god, or well, I feel like with Paul Johnson, it's less about like praying to a particular <laughs> deity because, like you know, <sighs> I, I, I never seen it invisible. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I mean. It's more it's more it's about more like, of an it's agnosticism. Like, yeah, it's like a Southern death cult, pain right. cult kind of thing. You know, right. like it's pain is purity. All I know especially is pain. in your knees. Just like DMX says, all I know is pain. Oh no! <laughs> Just a real talk moment for a second. I've never had a. I've never had to edit so many, the word shit out of a transcript as many times as I did talking to Paul Johnson. <laughs> I've also never been in a work environment where the editors, Jason, Jason specifically, were cheering that every time I relayed a quote where he dropped like a bullshit. He's really the king of using bullshit in ways that like only your salty granddad would. Like what is what is the the. What level do we have to get before he'll call something bullshit? Are we talking? Oh, if it's, you just, it's quicker if, than you realize. If you I mean, just it, if it, like if if dinner takes a little too long to come out of the kitchen at the chain restaurant, is that bullshit? Yes, not like not not, but not if his wife or your wife was or or your significant other was cooking it. He's a kind person, right? Right. But if anything like in the greater society breaks down, or really any criticism of him whatsoever. That's when he he can really snap. That's that's when he goes in. He goes hard too. Now, he just says it, he says bullshit in a weird app. It's it's half Appalachian because he's been in Georgia for so long, but he's from uh, outside of Asheville, <laughs> Kentucky or uh, uh, North Carolina, and so the way he says bullshit just puts you puts your bullshit to shame. Mm-hmm. He just does it better. Is it that his bullshit detector is overtuned, or is he the one with it that it is, you know, perfectly tuned? Heightened sensitivity. We we need to get on his level. 
I mean, the, the hope is one day I get to go in and do all access to that program, and I find out that it's the complete antithesis logic that, like, 18-year-old kids actually just think he's the coolest guy in the world. Like, I know we've been making jokes on SB Nation for years about, like, him screaming about people getting on his lawn and, like, building a ship in a bottle and falling asleep watching the History Channel in a Barca lounger. Which, are, you by sure the way, are you sure that's not Tom O'Brien that you're talking <laughs> hey, about? I don't knock any of those things. They all sound great, and I'm looking forward to all of them. But I'm just saying, maybe, maybe they're, maybe he, they think he's hard as hell. Maybe they're just like, yeah, dude. That I mean, I, who knows? There's probably a Paul Johnson we don't even know that, that connects with 18 year olds. And I just, I'm talking myself into the after school special I've always wanted. That Paul Johnson's just going in and rescuing kids from from bad situations. But tell I me, mean, kind of telling them that it's all bullshit in the process, <laughs> rescuing them from bad situations so that they can. Dive out of Clemson players' knees. What you're, des- what you're describing is like a version of intervention where instead of your family members telling you that they love you and they're tired, of, they they don't want you to hurt themselves and you're hurting them, is they're just sort of like, well, you know, cocaine is bullshit anyway and you are for using it. So it's like a scared straight, but it's, without like fear. It's scared. It's, it's like it's scared straight, but you don't get up from your chair to do it. <laughs> I just want to see him in the living room with some like eighty-five pound tweaker who's been doing yellow flake for six years in Kentucky. And he goes, "I tell you what, we get you off this bullshit, this, this <laughs> drugs for a second. Let me tell you something. Here, stand up, stand up. You're a hell of a beeback, son. <laughs> a hell of a beeback. Oh, break it down real fast. God, and then he, then that, then that tweaker runs for one hundred and eighty against UNC. It's beautiful." <laughs> All right, uh, Godfrey, you got a question that you want to fire away. Um, hang on one, one God second. God damn it. I, I, be, I believe we had, boop, 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 I, had several, I had several. We had we had a number of questions personally addressed to Godfrey tonight. I don't know why he doesn't usually get these. No. When we usually send out the call, nobody says, hey, Godfrey, here's a question just for you. I, but, think, okay. I think it was post-Women's uh, World Cup excitement. Yeah. Um, Probably. Oh, hey Godfrey, to hell with Germany, huh? <laughs> Love you. What is the, all right? What is the most? This is just one I'm going to pick kind of randomly because okay. I've got five or six. We've already talked about Bill Snyder. I mean, not that that's like you could go in excess there, no. but all right. What is? And let me ask the lawyer here. Oh, what is the most? I literally just mailed in my resignation from the bar today. But go that stains ahead. Stains on you, brother. Today. Yeah. Today. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let's shut shut this whole thing down for a yeah, second. Yeah. Do you mean to tell me that for the last five months that you've been an active lawyer and we didn't we didn't capitalize on that? Correct. Y'all are stupid. Although God. although you are sending me to Florida to cover a trial next week, so Right, but oh, man. I mean we kinda did. We, <clears throat> we've got, we didn't have we've him got like, to improve communication. Well, I mean we didn't have Ryan like sue people for fun or whatever you're what thinking he apparently could have right the option was there i'll tell you what godfrey if you if you end up getting deposed i will get my license reactivated so that i can be your lawyer for the deposition and it's gonna go real bad <laughs> so you can just switch it back on you don't gotta go back yeah it, what, what it is is it's it's like turning off uh the gas you just gotta call you gotta give them a couple days yeah you gotta you pay know? that reconnection <laughs> right and they and they say one hundred and fifty dollars. They right. say don't go out there and fiddle with the with the gauge now, the law gauge. Be like, you don't we'll, we'll know if you did. We'll send the cops out there. We're just giving. I live you- in. If I was accused of a crime in Tennessee, and then had to say, "Hang on, 
my lawyer's from Florida and he's flying in from New York. I, I'd be dead by <laughs> noon. Just on principle. Okay. What is, uh, here's the question from uh, at AM Wahoo, which, uh, uh, judging by his avatar, is uh, a creative vintage style Virginia Cavalier type mascot. Um, looks racist to me. I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh-huh. Howdy. Um, what racist most- mascot? Yeah, I, I honestly would. I, I would never endeavor to, to pursue higher education uh, institution that would do that. Uh, you leave the Illini is- out of this, damn it! <laughs> what is the most ACC crime? And, he, and by the way, he used the hashtag hashtag Go ACC crime. So uh, points Bo- for that. Bojangles fraud. Bojangles. So, so are we talking about? I believe like, that's called KFC. Or <laughs> 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 I'm just going to put this in a ditch right off the bat. I've for years entertained a theory here um, as, a, as a former fan of like a heavier uh, metal when I was 14, 15 years old. It was a brief phase, but just hear me out. In, You're talking the about world. music, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But in the not world e- of both... Not elements. Not actual no. pedals. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're great, I guess. Which, which is your uh, favorite, favorite metal metal? But what I, I'm saying, if, if I went around on Saturdays at 6 p.m. and bought up all the Chick-fil-A, Right. Okay, and then redistributed it on Sundays via maybe like a phone service. Like you can get weed via phone in New York, right? You can get a drone now. Exactly. Yeah. So and what I'm saying is, yeah. I, 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 in no way do I cook anything to avoid the law and the health department. But I buy up all the Chick Fil A I can, and I get those little heater bag things that like your pizza guy has, or I just like just have a toaster oven set to 200 for 12 hours. And when you're hungover. <laughs> You call Jesus, God, I gotta tell you, yeah. In this alternate universe, you definitely die in a house fire because you left the toaster on for twelve hours. Up all night cooking. Come on, (laughs) okay. And if it's a house fire, it's because I didn't put the cigarette out. Sorry, go ahead. I apologize. This is a big ass toaster oven. Well, exactly. I'm smoking the whole time anyway, so someone's got to get me. That's what my grandmother always said. so I open starting Sunday morning at about eight when you wake up and you're you're deathly hungover. The only thing you want in the world is the greatest chicken sandwich in the South, but you can't get it. So you call Chick Fil A theist, and so I show. <laughs> I've got an offsite. Now, look, this is not something I thought about for the show tonight. This is something that's been in my head for like five years. Damn, to the point you've been saving ta- this one. I talked to my wife about this, and she's like, "Shut up about this idea already." You can either do one of two things, have a delivery service, or I just, like, get one storage unit and spray paint it all black, okay? Right. Like, the, remember at the end of True Detective when he's working out of that? No one bothers to check, like, that he's got kitty porn in there. But so you got, like, an all spray painted black storage unit that's open once a week. You show up. I've got reheated Chick-fil-A at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. But it's Chick-fil-A theist, and I've got, like, early era Metallica playing. Okay? What are All right, can I ask you this? What are you wearing in this scenario? What is your mm. uniform? Gosh, I hadn't thought about that. And does I it, mean, have, it does do we have, have a fancy sleeves. logo and polo shirt? Like, am, I, am, I, uh, am I just going the inverse of a good Chick Fil A employee because they have those like taupe colored golf shirts? Yeah, you. I think you got to go opposite of that. You gotta, you oh. gotta, you gotta look so like Stein, and... Steinmart's worst nightmare. And yeah, also, but... are you? Are you? the contrary of like everything about the the whole image is it like instead of my pleasure you know it's like oh no no no, fuck no. off Ugh. yeah 
Fuck you. It's going to be $8 for a spicy chicken biscuit. Fuck you. See you again next week. This is capitalism and death metal. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're here to worship, you know, $9, $10 chicken sandwiches and Dave Mustaine. Hmm. That's, That's a really good crime. What I'm saying is if I presented this to, like, a business school or, yeah. like, one of those reality shows, you can't tell me where this business fits. Okay, well, you know what this – you know what essentially this is? There, there was a Canadian version of this for Trader Joe's. Really? Where yeah, yeah. Trader Joe's was not available in Canada. I still think it's not. And these two guys – Opened a um, uh, opened a business called Pirate Joe's where they would – I think they live near Vancouver. They would drive into Washington State. They would buy up Trader Joe's things that people had you know, pre-ordered from them and they would sell them to them at a markup. And Trader Joe's sued them for, for illegal resale of their product. Mm. And the Canadian court said, fuck you. You don't sell in Canada, so – this is tough shit. Yeah, what, what are we going to do? Extradite these guys for yeah. reselling, you know, your, your fancy wine? Yeah. So, so here's, cool. what, here's, here's what you got to do, Godfrey, okay. is um, you're going to need to go offshore. Mm-hmm. Well, I live 35 miles from Kentucky. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. That's, that'll do. That'll yeah, do. That's, hey, off, hey, that's offshore in a way. Ain't no federal law got any penetration there. You're good. Just saying, could be in Kentucky in 45 minutes. Can you just get a riverboat of some sort? Well, I could just float down the Tennessee River and do it. Yeah, I know, but I like the idea of you like on some badass riverboat with a cannon of Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A theist sandwiches. I was picturing deploy. like flinging them overhead like a paper boy. <laughs> right. So, so using the paper boy model, you throw them to houses and then they subscribe later based on that. Mm, I don't know. I feel like, am I gonna get my money? I mean, is it like an Uber bomb? If, if you're well, as, if that's you're as where as you that's you where the most ACC crime part comes in. Not getting okay. paid because it's a great crime, but will you get anything out of it? Probably not. I'm just yeah. saying. Look, I live in Tennessee. If a guy pulls up in a pickup truck with Slayer's "Raining Blood" playing as loud as possible, and he throws a chicken sandwich at you, no one's gonna be. No one's gonna think that that's out of the ordinary. Okay, so maybe it's a PayPal account. So like he doesn't have to bring me the cash. Yeah. I'll crowdsource this. Look, if anybody has a better business model, I'm just saying. I'm saying Chick-fil-A atheist, I'm making a lot of money on Sunday. If you're going to go to hell, you might as well you know, profit from it. It's, it's a great plan. You got yeah, it. that's in the Bible. Uh, I'm going to end on this question. <laughs> part. From, from Jeremy Dewar at Jeremy underscore Dewar at Twitter. This question is, if Brian Kelly gets fired, where does he end up? I think he ends up working at Chick-fil-A Theist. <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.